It's the big time with Whitney Allen. Let's do it, everybody. Look who's on the program, Mr. Spendley. Yes. You. Thank you, everybody. You're zooming in from Nashville, right? I am right here in Music Row. I got to tell you, when you were in Colorado and we did a couple Zooms when you were in Colorado, I could have sworn you were never going back to Nashville. Well, I didn't want to come back. <laughs> I was I was good. I, I thought that might be it for me. Um, I was loving being out there. It was just such great quality family time. And I love the mountains. And it was kind of everything I'd ever hoped for. But, uh, you know, we spent a year out there. And, and girls and my wife wanted to come back. So we did. It's a democracy, sadly. And uh, But, you know, my wife, she always knows best. We came back here and we moved into a different house. And a, like a more of a community, more of a neighborhood, with sidewalks and, and neighbors and, and access to coffee shops and stuff. And it was just really changed my perspective on Nashville. And just being back in general, I just kind of realized that, you know, forgot how much I love, you know, my friends here and the, and the the community, the business, my career and the Opry and little bars like the Station Inn and, and, um, and Lower Broadway. And, and so it was kind of a, a chance to, you know, practice a little bit of gratitude for this, all this great talent's given me. And so that's really the headspace I went into making the album in. And that's where this idea of gravel and gold came from of like, yeah, you know, it just depends on your perspective. It could be gravel if you want it to be gravel, but for some people, gravel, a good dirt road is gold. So it's just how do you look at it? It has such a big effect. It's such a perfect first uh, release from the album because that's the exact, I remember when I, when I first heard that line, like it got me kind of teared up and, and I don't even know why. Yeah, but it just you know it was one of those things that got me, and then when I finally get to listen to the whole album, it kind of set the tone for the album. It feels like it's a good first single um, off the yeah. album because if the album's about kind of coming back to Nashville and, and realizing you know remembering why you love it so much, then the album, all the collection of songs on here, the bluegrass, the fun country, the uh, traditional country, the stuff I did for radio is a collection of who I am in Nashville. I feel like yeah. you know, that's, the album's a, it's my 10th album. I realized this wasn't the initial idea, but in the course of being in the studio three different times, I realized what that number meant to me. It meant this is a, a compilation. I want it to be a compilation of all the sounds and styles over the last 10 you know albums not a i didn't want this to be a leap off in some different direction i wanted to be like this is the one album almost like a greatest hits album like hey this but all new songs but this is me this has the radio me it has the bluegrass me has the traditional country me it's kind of like the greatest styles album right Greatest styles album yeah Yeah. Uh, i feel like it's me doing the, the best i can do that so maybe the 11th album will be something totally different but this is like a nice way to kind of wrap up All nine albums. I was reading this interview uh, with you in Esquire magazine. I learned a lot of stuff that I didn't know. Oh. Like, I I really did because I, it's so weird because I always think of you as kind of one of the gatekeepers of contemporary country music. And I guess you weren't really feeling that you were getting that. You wanted to be the serious country guy, but you ended up being the fun country guy. Oh, right. Yeah. Definitely cut some fun songs. Exactly. But I remember that I felt a change when you did Riser, the album. Something about that tune and everything was just like, wow. Am I wrong? No, Riser's a big was a big part of the story. Oh my gosh. I mean, that record was like I mean, that was coming off the bluegrass record Ridge. Which I loved also. Yeah, and that was like a total right reset. And I came back out and I did an album called Home, which was kind of like a little just dipping my toes back into the whole countryside of the business. I kind of been in the bluegrass world. But Riser was a new producer. Great outside songs like the song Riser. My dad had just passed away. My son was born. And it was like a real recommitment to making great albums that stand on their own, whether you're touring behind them or anything. Just like the record itself has a theme and an idea. And of course, we snuck drunk on a plane on that album, which had nothing to do with Riser. <laughs> but it was it helped get things going again on the 
on the touring front. But uh, yeah, that album is so important. And really, a Riser, and then Black, and then The Mountain, and now Gold. These albums have so been good. important records. And you name them all, and I'm just like, they're all just so, so good. Thank you, Winnie. Uh, but this is the first time you've produced, is that right? Yeah, I mean, it's the first time I list myself as a producer. I'm always in there producing. I'm always, you know, I'm very hands-on in the studio. But it's such a long story. But, you know, just being out in Colorado, trying to come back to Nashville and, and get back in the studio, people were still wearing masks and we were still being COVID tested and the vibe was just kind of weird. But we, yeah. I, what I thought was the album ended up being a really great experience to kind of play these songs with a band and, and get some recordings and get some ideas going. And some of that stuff carried through to the final recording session. In the, in the middle, I did a second recording session and that stuff felt really cool, um, but I didn't know how I was going to work with that group of people to make the bluegrass and the um, traditional stuff that I wanted to do. So I realized I was going to have to kind of produce it myself, and so I waited about six months, went back in the studio, wrote some more songs, too. Wow. Yeah, called the musicians I wanted, uh, called the, you know, the the studio that I wanted, and kind of put the whole thing together. And then I ended up actually bringing more producers in to help me collaborate and work together on on the project. So it ended up being a really fun collaborative process. The right time. It just took a while coming out of COVID to, for me. Yeah. After taking such a long break to kind of get back in that, that mode. Um, really, you know, kind of a three year deal. Wow. Well, it's been worth the wait. I got to ask you though, you know, I liked everything on this album. I've heard that Billy string song that you did a high note, which is so great. Thank I mean, you. that guy, right? Yeah. Where did you get the song still? Mm. Still was actually a successful Zoom write, which is, I didn't have too many of those, but wow. that was me and Ryan Tyndall and a Jeff Hyde, and uh, they were back in Nashville, and I was in Colorado, and I mean, all I remember that song is we are kind of stuck in that second verse, and I took my computer and turned around where I was facing, and there's all these mountains covered in snow, and just mm. and I was like, I need to, let's write this for the second verse. How do we put that on pen and paper, you know? <laughs> yeah. So that's that, you know, the rippling Rocky River and just this whole idea. And I had a cup of coffee and I was, you know, the sunrise and dipped that mountain sunrise in my coffee black. That's probably my favorite song on the record. It really is. Um, this is one of my favorite songs of the year. Oh, uh, thank you so much. Yeah, that's Jeff Hyde. It truly is. Melodically, lyrically, everything. I don't know what notes, you know, I don't have any sort of um, degree in music, but there is that. A minor key? Yeah, there's some... There's oh, some, my God. Well, I, I was playing it. You know, we wrote it one way, and I was playing it one way, and then we recorded it, and my guitar player in my band goes, that's not how that song goes, because we <laughs> we added some chords, apparently, in the studio, but it's got some different off, you know, some passing chords, and what we call... I call those off chords, because in country music, you have your, you know, your one, four, and five. You got your G, C, and D. Right. And then occasionally, there's an E minor, <laughs> A minor, but... Anything beyond that is jazz for most of us. We don't understand it. Like, so it's got it's, <laughs> so true. It's got some of them off chords in it, um, but uh, it makes it special. It makes it stand out in the record. Oh my gosh, it truly does. I can't wait till everybody gets a chance to hear this because the whole thing is just so so good. Thank you, thanks, Whitney. I'm excited too. Yeah, it's so weird to be kind of here at the finish line after the whole journey, and I, I, it's kind of surreal that it's coming out and. Um, you know, just to be back in an album release week, it's been a while. You know, the last one I was supposed to do was for the Hot Country Nights in April of 2020, and yeah. that one got canceled. So it's been a while since we've had a chance to do this and to talk about the music and to reflect on it and just couldn't be more proud of the of the process, the songwriters, the musician, and just, and, you know, and and, uh, and and taking the time to get it right. You know, and Capitol Records let me go in there and do it three different times to finally get what I was trying to do. <laughs> wow, they really, they believe yeah. in you, as we all do. Oh, I'm going to pay them back. <laughs> How come Evie's not on here? I got you know if I was an agent, I would be her agent because I she is she is so good. She's so fun. Yeah, we she's you know part of the great thing about this fall uh, this this time of year right now is I've been playing the first Tuesday of the month at a little tiny bar here called the Station Inn holds about two hundred people. All right, with my bluegrass band, 
and it's a very small stage. My kids aren't used to seeing me play that way, you know? It's just up there with a the guitar, and you can't move, and harmonies and instrumentation and no lighting or, you know, video walls. <laughs> so it's been really fun for them to see that. And Evie's getting up and singing, a, I think last year she, she got up and sing a John Prine song with us, Angel from Montgomery. And oh, my Lord, I love that song. It's been fun doing it that way, yeah, a little, little smaller version of it. That is so awesome. Well, listen, I'm not going to say welcome back, because I feel like we, we've been talking to you Really, because we've talked to you since um, the pandemic when we talked to, uh, you know, what's his name with the uh, with the bed sores? <laughs> oh, uh, Doug. Doug. Yes. Yes. Doug. That guy, Doug Douglason. Ugh. One mean, of the I, first and last times Doug has done an interview. Yes. yes. Oh, man. Yeah. Keep that boy under wraps. Because yeah, that was scary. He's, he's, he'll was he'll scared. be out there on the road this summer, I'm sure. <laughs> we had the best time with yeah, you. Yeah, you look great. I, I always love talking to you. Look forward to it in person again and just... Keep on being you. Same, my friends. Same for you. You got to check out Gravel and Gold. The tune Gold is from it. I'll wait till you hear the other stuff, too. So good. Our good friend, Dirk Spentley. Thank you, buddy. We appreciate it. Thanks, Whitney. Love you. Best of the team. See you soon in person, I hope.